I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Live Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Welcome to episode 2 of Rediscovering Gandhi, Live Mint's five episode series to mark the 150th birth anniversary of Mahatma Gandhi. I'm Shalini Omachandran, and Pragya Gulati is joining me today to talk about Gandhi and food. So, Gandhi and food, does that bring up any associations for you? I think Gandhi and food. Uh, do not naturally align to each other. But then I've heard he went on fast for various causes. And I've also heard he tried meat and then he gave it up. And uh, for milk also I've heard he, he just tried giving up milk as well. Yeah, you're right actually. You know, he was quite the millennial if you want to <laughs> uh, talk about him in today's terms. Uh, he experimented a lot with food. And he anticipated many of these what we call fat diets today. And he tried all of these things. Intermittent fasting, he's done it. Veganism, raw food, a fruitarian diet, he's done all of these things. He made his own almond milk. He cut out sugar and salt from his diet. But wasn't that a political choice? Yes, actually. Um, you know, he avoided sugar and chocolate because he believed they were produced in slave-like labor conditions. He believed those crops were linked to imperialism and exploitation. So how food was produced was very important to him. Uh, today, we'd call that the fair trade movement. This idea of not just what you eat, but also how that lands on your plate. But you mentioned political, and that's really the right word. Food was always political for Gandhi. Whether he chose to eat something or not to eat it was a clear message that he was sending out. So, uh, Professor Nico Slate, who teaches history at Carnegie Mellon in the US, he spent a lot of time researching Gandhi's diets. So he told me that what Gandhi chose to eat was linked to his politics, his ethics, and his spiritual and religious beliefs. He also says that Gandhi's many experiments in food reflected his willingness to change his ideas. When he realized that something didn't work, he was humble enough to go back, rethink, and reflect and change those ideas. Oh, so what worked for him and what did not? Okay, um, so let me give you an example. When he was in prison in South Africa, he led a protest demanding ghee for the Indian prisoners. Then later in life, he said ghee was completely unnecessary and he gave it up and he would tell other people to do this as well. So earlier on when he was demanding ghee, it was also a way to demand better treatment for prisoners. So there you have the link with a, with a political ideal again. And then later on when he gave it up, it reflected his the values of simplicity that he had taken on and adopted in life. Oh, that sounds like uh, his experiment with meat. I'd read that uh, he actually ate meat with a friend in secret that when he was in school. And then he also promised his mother that he wouldn't eat it and he would remain a vegetarian when he went to London. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um so he's had this complicated relationship with meat in that sense. So he's from a very religious family, so they were vegetarian and this was very strict. But he tried it, then his guilt made him give it up. But uh in London he was a complete vegetarian because he promised his mother he would be. And being vegetarian in London in the 1800s, that was very difficult, you can imagine. It was also very faddish and very weird. So all his friends kept trying to make him eat meat, but he kept refusing. So then over time, people at his college realized that it wasn't weird and there was a huge benefit to having someone who was vegetarian and a teetotaler at your dinner table because they could get his share of food. So then he became this guy everyone wanted to sit next to at dinner time. Oh, so he bonded with people because he was a vegetarian when everyone else was not. Okay. I'm amazed to hear this. Yeah, yeah. That is very true and he also managed to find a vegetarian society in London and went for all their meetings. He was a very popular member there and he made lots of friends in that society. Vegetarians in London <laughs> might have been a minority, no? But they were a fun enough bunch for him and he threw parties for them quite regularly in his house in London without alcohol, of course. Uh even in South Africa food was a way to bond with people for him. So uh he was one of his really close friends was the architect Herman Kallenbach and uh he was a person uh, who tried many of these food diets with him whether it was fasting or these cleansing diets. They also kept elaborate food journals. I mean food journaling is a big thing today but they did it decades ago. And uh, of course eventually they both became satyagrahis. Oh that's super interesting. So we usually hear about the fast that Gandhi did for religious harmony or to get governments to give people their rights. We don't normally hear these things. That's true you're right. It comes back to what you said before. Food was all about political choices for Gandhi. And there's more to read about the choices he made whether it was on food, for politics, uh anything else. We've got lots of special stories on all of these on livemin.com. That's it for the second episode of Rediscovering Gandhi. Thanks for listening. This was a Livemint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising April on your favorite podcast app.